actually have an idea. Um, you want to talk to some uh, people about some Delta 8 versus Delta 9? I mean, we can. We can. Personally, you know. This, honestly, it feels like, it just sounds like something, especially since it's legal, that more people should know about as an option or an alternative to. And it's like, I, I can't believe I didn't know it. See, I think that there was a guy, like, I seen a video on uh, TikTok who um, he said he worked for the government or whatever, and he had put out the video saying that, you know, you could literally order it, the Delta 8, off of, line, like, online. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm on a page right now where you can order it. Wow. <laughs> I'm just reading about it, and it's like, uh, the headline is, not all THC is equal. Delta 9 versus Delta 8 THC. So what is the difference? I, I, I've heard that one of them is stronger than the other. Okay, so starting off, um, the study started dating back in 1974 when they were being studied by uh, Professor Raphael Mekholam. Uh, and he found that Delta-8 is an, uh, a lot more powerful immune system act activator and it eliminated a lot of more uh, severe nausea in people. Um, that were suffering like from cancer medications and stuff. Um, additionally, in 1995, after a study in Israel was done, uh, they found that it was shrinking tumors, and that was that's Delta Eight. That's the benefits of Delta Eight. Um, but they say that Delta Eight is actually half, half the it has half the potency of its uh, cousin Delta Nine THC. Um, and it's shown in most cases to be three to ten times less potent. So it really ranges a lot more. So it's, I feel like it's going to be a lot easier for people to dose, you know. And okay. it's also, Delta-8 is also shown to be 200% more effective for anti-anemics than Delta-9. Okay. Well, see, I just know from my experiences, THC causes, I don't even, I don't, think it matters what kind because I've done the Delta 8 and the Delta 9 because the Delta 9 is what's in your regular everyday cannabis you can get and the Delta 8 usually what's they they have in you know the CBD shops because they can get away with that and both of which have given me that really high paranoid level high anxiety so it yeah. kind of has like a opposing effect for me than most people yeah um well those are only two cannabinoids, and there uh, are over 124 right here, it says. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot to classify, especially to research so far into for one thing. Uh, that's naturally grown when we make so much synthetic shit in this country, in this place. For real. So I heard that, um, you know, somebody was asking um, this guy. I was watching this video about uh, psilocybin and, and acid and, or LSD, and they they yeah. told him they said, "Does it not cause you to have schizophrenia?" And he was like, "Well, no. You know, studies show that if your family has schizophrenia, or you know, you may have had episodes of it. If you do those substances, they can cause you to have what's called a schizophrenic break, which that's what it takes for your schizophrenia." schizophrenia to activate so like the substances don't cause schizophrenia but they can 
activate it if you already have it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same with uh, THC, too, depending on, you know, tolerance or whatever. True. Um, another interesting thing, I just found, uh, I looked up microdosing psilocybin. I found this website, um, Biomed Central. I think I may have seen some of what was on that one. Well, in here they talk about uh, LSD as well as psilocybin. Um, and they actually say it's grow it's growing in popularity. Yet the, the scientific literature contains minimal research. There, when we know there's a lot more research done than. We, we what we think i feel like research that's documented maybe they have they don't have a lot documented but i feel like there's a lot of people that have experimented yeah yeah well i think one place um one research study that i've seen they couldn't do the study like you know most of them are done where like they would you know call out and have you know 150 or whatever people come in get their dose you know, stay in the lab or whatever, or have somebody follow them around their life and do their day-to-day -day things. They couldn't do it like they could with, you know, a regular study like that. They had to actually, like, do a Reddit and have people, like, send them in, you know, hey, today I microdosed this amount. Here's what I found. You know, here was this. And they had to, like, do meetings with people. But it was, yeah. like, all under the book, like, under the table type of deal just because of its legality. Well, uh, on this study that they have here, uh, they actually say that they have pros and cons whenever you're microdosing psilocybin. And I don't know if they're including LSD in this. Um, apparently, LSD has psilocybin in it, it looks like. I don't know. Um, no, I don't think on that. <laughs> it's saying 26.6% uh, reported improved mood, which was, they're, they're doing the top two from each. Top two pros, top two cons. 26.6% uh, said improved mood and 14.8% said improved focus. And in, ter in terms of challenging outcomes, such as physiological discomfort, which was 18%, and increased anxiety, which was only 6.7%. So I feel like the physiological discomfort, I could, I could see where that's com coming from. Because, I mean, kind of feels weird, like, almost like an outer body type of feeling but at the same time you're like so deep in your mind you know well see what i've noticed from you know my experiment is i don't really ha like i do uh, some days it just depends on the day and my anxiety level leading up to before i take my dose will kind of mm -hmm. tell me how my dose is going to go that day if i'm really anxious or i've had a bad day and i take my dose Usually, it's not going to get any better. It, you know, the day may get a little worse. My anxiety may kind of enhance. And then sometimes you kind of feel like uh, almost derealized or you just feel like everything's kind of like spacey. But, you know, if you have a good day and you have a good mood or, you know, a good mindset going into it, usually leads to a really good day. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. So I've noticed that from I my think uh, the, scenarios, the scenarios throughout the day kind of kind of do impact it. Uh, I feel like 
hope you over those scenarios and how you feel in them. Yeah, yeah. So I've noticed that from whenever I've done it, there's some days where I'm like, my creativity levels at like 150. And then some days I'm just so introspective and like, I'm just thinking so hard. I can't even have conversations with people because I'm not even like in that mindset. It's kind of weird. I don't know if you've had anything like that. Um, not really too, too bad. I wouldn't say, I mean, I kind of feel like it's relatable, but not to the extent that that yours is, you know what I'm Mm. saying? So I actually heard this guy, he was talking about, um, tolerances and like your mindset can Mm -hmm. actually, um, vary in like. So for somebody who does like, you know, they smoke a lot or whatever, it may take a higher dose of like psilocybin or THC or LSD or whatever for them to have like a breakthrough or for them to have a ego death or like an experience like that. But if it's somebody who, you know, kind of, I don't want to say eats better or whatever, but maybe they take care of their body, their tolerance level is different. They don't smoke every day. They really don't do any substances. Some people, me being one of those people, can have, like, these crazy experiences on low doses. Like, THC caused my ego death, and some people don't even have that. They have to do, like, DMT to have that. Yeah. And I think that's weird how... Well, I completely completely understand the brain, to be honest. But I feel like this is, I mean, it's a start right here. It is. It's like exploring your conscience. Like, I don't see why people feel the need to control other people's want need to explore their own conscious experience, you know? Right. I found some interesting quotes, though. Uh, so there's this uh, graphic designer that did his own scientific study. He's us. Uh, he's a graphic designer, a producer, and a rapper, but he's Dutch, so he's not an American rapper. But um, what is his name? Let's see. The Dennis Vander M E I J D E N. He says that he microdoses uh, less than 0.4 or 0.5 because it will make him feel a little bit too, too joyful and philosophical, which wasn't always appropriate. But he, he said, it sharpens all the senses as if frequencies of all your atoms and energy field are raised a little bit and are being slightly more conscious. It makes him energetic enough to skip coffee as if he's kicked into some sort of orbit for that day. Okay, I can, re- I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. There was, a, there was one day, um, so, you know, you have to take, you know, tolerance breaks or whatever in between your doses. I noticed that the first day back after a tolerance bake, break, I can go for a whole day and not even need coffee, not need any kind of energy or any caffeine or whatever. Like, my caffeine use now is, like, I barely use it. Because I have that much built-up energy. It's really, it's really weird. It's it, a weird feeling, and it's not like uh, it doesn't give you that same energetic feeling as, like, say, caffeine or like a fresh night's sleep. 
it's like this weird different source of just energy it's like almost uh i don't want to say like creates happiness within you but it puts you at peace it's it's natural energy that you know is already inside you you just it's like a um so you remember in science class how they taught us about kinetic energy and uh, what was the other one? Potential energy. Yeah, kinetic and potential energy. Kinetic's energy that's in motion. Potential's energy that's you know has yet to been set in motion. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I think we have like a bunch of potential energy inside of us that gets built up, and we just don't really understand how to reach that energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like just sitting there dormant, just waiting. There's like, go ahead. No, you, you you can keep going. There's like other ways that you can activate it. Like um, I was telling you earlier in the week about that Kundalini yoga. Yeah. Which that energy that I felt that day, which it, it was kind of a bad idea on my side to do. I did Kundalini yoga and then it was my first day back after a tolerance break. So oh. I had all the energy from that yoga and uh, cause, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, do, uh, does anybody else know what Kundalini yoga is? Have yeah, you I, was, I, I didn't explain it, and I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, I'm over here talking about something, and it probably sounds like rocket science to a lot of people. <laughs> so, Kundalini yoga is a yoga that um, pairs breathing techniques with meditation and the uh, the yoga movements. And essentially what it what it's doing is it's unlocking your chakra points. You know, that, that kind of sounds funny to some people. Some people don't believe in chakra or whatever. But it's uh, unlocking energy that's inside your body. And you can you can literally feel it as you're doing these movements. It builds up, you know, in your lower um, torso area. And then it just works your way up through your chest. And it gets to your head, and then it kind of like just explodes throughout your whole body, and it's it's almost hard to contain yourself. How would you describe it? Like anxious, or like just excited type of. So it's got a combination of both. You've got anxiousness, you've got excitement, you've got joy, you've got all these things. So, like, have you ever had too much caffeine to the point where you're like, oh, my, you know, you're just, you got to go, 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 go. Or if you've ever taken an Adderall and it's just, you know, sped you up or. Or you have to switch your breathing from automatic to manual. Kind of. Well, yeah, yeah. Or even if you've done, you know, coke or whatever, not criminalizing anybody, but. <laughs> and, and you have so much energy that you just, it's, it, it's overbearing and you just don't know what to do with it. That's how it feels. But then again, you're thinking about it you're like, wait, this is natural energy. This is something I've created. Yeah. It almost feels like you, you start to realize that you're not your body, but you're that energy that was inside it. If that makes sense. No, that's a good point. Because to be honest, this is just a vessel. This vessel dies off and we die. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still living in the present even after this. Yeah. See, and then, like, after doing that, I noticed how this vessel is, it's very limiting, honestly, because that amount of energy, like, I didn't know how to channel it, and it took me a while to, like, kind of, like, get my body to 
be back to normal. Not normal, but able to focus and concentrate. And then whenever I did, that day I had so much energy that it was just crazy. And then I had also started my microdose back, and it enhanced my dose. So, like, I was at work, and I got to the point to where I was thinking so hard, I lost focus of, like, my visuals. Like, I wasn't paying attention to anything. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever had this, like a veil came over my eyes to where it was like black. I wasn't looking at anybody. I was just thinking and visualizing my thoughts. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. No, that's never happened to me, to be honest. That sounds interesting. So imagine trying to talk to people at work and then, you know, your thoughts are so strong that you're not even like realizing the external going on. So it was it was very hard to try and talk to people. I honestly I had to like leave and and going off and kind of run away for a minute until I came down. I feel like uh, with me, I feel like I can get, whenever I'm put in a situation like that, I can ground myself really well where I can uh, fake it till I make it. (laughs) Fake it till I can be alone for a minute and then then let let it all loose. Just, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's me. So I'm the type of person, I kind of just let it, let it do what it's going to do. And it's just uh, everybody else is just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Fake, dude, I will fake it till I make it. I might be freaking out on the inside, but I'm gonna be smiling. And I'm gonna be trying my best to talk normal the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so what I usually do is like I like to go like um, just go like walk away. I'll disappear for a minute or whatever. But with with what it sounds like with your thoughts, it sounds like your thoughts are like almost uncontrollable mine are just mine are loud but like still controllable to where like i can i can like stop thinking for a second and just be in the moment you know well see i can stop thinking it's just i like to entertain them i like to just say okay well what are you where are you going it's like a rabbit like you know like alice in the wonderland where she follows the white rabbit yeah i like the rabbit hole of thoughts bro like i like to follow it and it usually it's it's led me sometimes to my detriment, you know, where I've had, um, you know, really super high anxiety from it. But it's also led me to, you know, some crazy realizations, um, some crazy stuff. Like it even one time I meditated and I kind of got to the point where, you know, I let my thoughts do what they're going to do. And I followed a rabbit hole for a while and then eventually like it took me out to nothing. And then... I started to almost like I was living other people's lives because it like once I came out on the other end, I uh, went from there to another person's life. Like I was, um, it was only glimpses. So you know how like um, if you're watching a movie and it like shows somebody's life flashing before their eyes, yeah. it's like everything really fast. Yeah. And it kind of slows down on some. That's what it did. So like at one point it slowed down on like a. Uh, a little girl falling out of a tree, but it was me that fell out of the tree. You know, I can feel it, everything. And then it moved over to another one. It was like a, uh, uh, a hospital bed, like, you know, feeling it, feeling the, you know, the cold, uh, railing and everything like that. It was, I think I did it like five different times before I finally was like, 
all right, it's time to open your eyes to see exactly where you're at. It was weird. That does sound pretty trippy. Yeah, but, I, get, I, I don't ever get too... It's hard to meditate here at this house with everybody always being so loud or just always... Yeah. Uh, say when my thoughts get the deepest is when I'm driving at work because it's just driving, picking items, you know. Uh, I just dive down rabbit holes. Like I'll dive down one for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then I'll come out, nothing, and then it's like right back into another one, and it just keeps going through that cycle. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's it's honestly like that's kind of what I started to depend on to make my day go by faster at work it's just the, my my ability to just jump from a rabbit hole of thought to a rabbit hole of thought and have a day to just think and collect everything you know and really evaluate situations with a lot of thought and i mean sometimes it can be bad overthinking things and gives you anxiety and stuff like that that's just a result it's human nature i feel like but uh that's what really, that's really the deepest I, I ever get. I think that um, what I've noticed is with uh, the microdosing, it helps you to detach yourself from your thoughts. That kind of sounds like, you know, strange or whatever, but you can notice that, okay, I'm watching these things happen because you don't sit there and make your thoughts up. They just come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, because like I could be at work one day and, you know, I'm sitting there just working, working and all of a sudden some song starts playing in my head, you know? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? I wasn't even thinking about that. I don't even know where I heard that. And then it's, you know, just come out and I'm like, that's not me. And it's kind of like, all right, let that go. Swipe it. Get out of here. <laughs> I've noticed that from microdosing that you can, you know, differentiate whether or not it's your thoughts or if it's something else. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to really elaborate on it, though, to be honest. I've also noticed that um, if you can silence your thoughts long enough, which is very hard for me personally, if you can silence them long enough where you don't hear anything and you're just aware and you notice like your breath, the world is so quiet. Even even with all the noise, it's quiet. <laughs> and you can like you, you can you can hear all these people talking and all that, but then you like you can look at it. It's quiet. It's, it's weird. You know what we should try and we should have is like a, a special episode on the podcast. What is that? We should take a little. Uh, we should take a moderate dose of our psilocybin magic and uh hit those sensory deprivation tanks in chattanooga um i think that's a no-go for me uh, <laughs> I, i'll hit one you know naturally i'll hit a deprivation tank naturally and then come out of it and talk about it and then maybe just maybe take a dose are you at first you scared me go on the roller coaster <laughs> Well, no. Uh, honestly, no. You ha- you have a good point because that first day that we did microdose, uh, it was pretty weird. It was a weird day. That's yeah. all I could. That's all I could really say about it. It wasn't like uh, the days after. Let's just say that it it was a very weird experience. 
That is true. That is true. So, um, speaking of weird experiences, um, I've been reading a, a lot during my job because since I work third shift, I don't really have to communicate with anybody. I can kind of just go and do my own job by myself. And mm-hmm. I like listen to uh, audiobooks. And I've read like three and a half books in the last week. And um, most of which kind of elaborate the same idea. But I found one called uh, Conversations with God. And it has already been life changing. I'm like, I'm, I'm halfway through the book, but it changed my life within the first 45 minutes. And hanging it up on Amazon right now. Yeah, it's bro, it's an amazing book. I don't really know how to like s- elaborate on what it stands it's for, a, what it means. It's an international bestseller. Yeah, Antonio. Um, hold on. What you know, there's more. Yeah, there's two volumes, there's four. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was four. I knew there were two, but I didn't know there was four. Uh, okay, so there's, there's a blue one, which is part one. There's a red one, which is part two. There's a gold, yellow-ish color. That's part three. But book four is called Awaken the Species, a new and unexpected dialogue. Wow. So I'm, I, can only, sounds... <laughs> I can only guess that the fourth book is about the series of events that's going on right now because i i know you notice it anybody else that's probably listening notices it that um, our species is awakening you know everybody's getting into this awakened state where we're starting to realize how unnecessary unpleasurable and everything that you know a lot of these worldly things that we've been doing are you know and how our jobs are not living up to our expectations and yeah i can only guess that that's what that one's talking about yeah okay so it says uh book two is when he is well no it says dialogue expands to deal with the more global topics of geopolitical and metaphysical life on the planet and the challenges now facing the world that's book two Book three takes us even further in our questioning and search for answers, dealing with the universal truths of the highest order and the challenges and opportunities of the soul. And then number four, this volume presents the full account of his latest and its striking invitation to every reader to help awaken the species on Earth, as well as startling revelations that will expand humanity's view of our personal and collective future. So you so, hit it right on the nail. You hit the head on the hammer. So, yeah, because, like, it, it kind of already gives you insight in the first book. And, I mean, I feel it. I can feel it right now so hard that just from what I've been experiencing myself and the people that I've surrounded myself with and just – yeah, you ever heard of manifestation? You know, where you can uh, – Yeah. You can think your thoughts into being – that is that is 100 percent true. If if you start thinking, you know, I am rich, I am rich, I am rich, you know, and then you start surrounding yourself with that, eventually you're going to become that. So, the first book kind of uh, from this is what I'm getting from it. 
you know how like Christianity and like all religions kind of put this box on God telling you that if you do certain things, that's a sin and you're going to go to hell. If you do this, that's a sin and you're going to go to hell. Don't kill, don't steal, don't murder or the same thing. Don't be gay. Don't be, you know, lesbian or whatever. Um, yeah. What's another one? Don't ad- adulterize or whatever. In the book, he kind of elaborates and he's like, the guy says, why would God give you a list of things you can't do? Because, you know, if you think about it, how they want you to think about God, he is everything and all there is and all there will be. Mm-hmm. If he's all there is and all there will be, why would he hate evil? Or why would he, you know, not have it? Because you can't have good without having evil. The theory of relativity, you know, relativity, you got to have one thing to have the other. Yeah. So it, it's kind of weird. He's like, I don't really play a role in any of this. He said, I'm just a viewer. You guys, you are, like you, the reader, you, the person. You right now are the creator. Mm-hmm. So go and make what you want of it. It's, I don't want to buy this collection of books. <laughs> do it. I mean, they've got the audio book for the first book on um, on YouTube because I find it hard to read. I, and... yeah, uh, well, I, I would like to actually try to read or follow along with the audio book when I could because this set of four books is only $32 on Amazon. Yeah, I would, I would get it because – I don't want to like put out a religious agenda out there, but I would consider this the closest thing to alignment with what I personally believe God to be. Because I, you know, I'm I look at it as how can I put a box over something I don't even understand fully? How can I say he's good or bad? How can I say he doesn't like one thing but likes another? You're not wrong. So if if he has no opinion on whatever, like on anything, then you know, just just saying God has no opinion on anything, that's so powerful. You're like, whoa. Well, then if he's got no opinion on anything, I can do whatever I please. But it also leaves you to do. You're like, well, I don't I don't want to be evil. You don't want to do bad things. You don't want to hurt other people. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I can say though, with with without a shadow of a doubt, that book has unlocked so much creativity inside me that it, it's amazing. I feel like uh, we need to read more, to be honest, because I feel like there's so much knowledge in books that we just our generation just doesn't really read as much. Well, we watch videos and presentations more so than we do read. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that is slowly being lost. Let's see. Reading um, kind of helps you because if you can see the, you can see the words or whatever, and you can like hear it. Like like for me personally, it's audio book. With you know listening to something, hearing the sound, I can use my imagi- my imagination, creativity, kind of build a picture around it in my head, rather than you yeah. know seeing a video and then you're like, uh, you know, they could have done better with that or whatever. It doesn't fully 
put out the full vision of what you think it may have looked better, you know? Yeah. Well, we do have a lot of uh, plans coming up. Yeah, we do. I've actually I got another interview tonight. Uh, who are you interviewing? Um, a dude that I met on uh, Vigo whenever I used to live stream. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got him Is tonight. Nearby? No, no, no. Almost everybody's on Skype now. So I've got to actually, I got to fix my setup, get this room more um, soundproof, upgrade my uh, sound equipment. But, you know, that comes with time. Yeah. Hey, everything comes with time. Exactly. I'm about to accept. Yep. But uh, we got what? I think two more interviews tomorrow, maybe, if I can get them in. Oh, yeah. It's a busy week, bro. Uh, should I head there after work tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. We're going we'll to do part two. Part two on this, I guess. Yeah, so I guess we're, on, we're pretty much almost done with this one. We'll just kind of uh, part two tomorrow, which will come probably after this episode. I'll probably post this one tonight, do a little bit of editing on it, and then post it up. But uh, part two, I think we're going to try and elaborate more on conversations with God and um, what else? Meditation. I think we should, you know, elaborate on more on that. Or what do you what do you believe you want to elaborate on? Um, to be honest, I just want to go with the flow. Uh, I think that's when our best uh, best talks come out. It's when I just flow with what my mind presents. Yeah, you. Oh yeah, you're already out. You don't have a uh, any more microdosing. The I do not, but that's okay. Uh, I took my last dose yesterday, so tomorrow will be my second off day, which is what I usually do, anyways. Okay, today is day three or four for me, and it's gonna be the last time I do a five days on, two days off. I'm gonna switch to uh, two days on two days off and I'm going to see how that works two and two. Yeah. I think that it's going to be more powerful. So we'll see how that works. Might be a few. <laughs> so hopefully I have something to come back with, uh, tomorrow on my micro dose. We'll figure out, you know, what it brings for me. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what? guys. <laughs> huh? All right. Well, no, I was just laughing because you, the face you made. Oh, <laughs> I'm still looking at this book. I'm reading some reviews. I'm telling you, you need to get it. And any like listeners out there, this is kind of like a a relaxed episode. We're not, you know, trying to push for so much out of it. But the one thing I will push is this book. Hey, tomorrow we will push into some deeper content, though, if I'm being honest. It's going to be the end of the work week. Not, not much to think about for the rest of the day. Uh, nothing but Christmas to look forward to. I think we can get some uh, chill and good vibes on onto the 
part two. Oh yeah, of course. We maybe you know if if everybody's down, maybe get some wine out here or whatever, sip a little bit, loosen up. Hey, so. that sounds like a freaking bet to me. Yo. <laughs> well, guys, I guess, <laughs> you I guess we're going to end this episode, dude. Appreciate you All guys right. listening. Deuces, guys. Y'all be easy and be safe. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys back on part two. Deuces. Deuces.